because we're so Mm -hmm. used to doing for others or how we're taught. Mm -hmm. And so finding, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are Mm -hmm. beautiful things that we're get from, we get from all of our experiences too. There's dark stuff and there's light stuff, Mm -hmm. but what do we hold on to that we feel expands us and catapults us? And what do we feel weighs us down or doesn't feel aligned? And it's Mm -hmm. really hard to tune into that when you don't know any better and you've been doing it for so long and it just becomes so conditioned. I believe that each and every one of us has the power within ourselves to create the life that we really want. And I want to help give you the tools to make that happen. I'm Danica Patrick and I'm pretty intense. We do words of the year every year. Uh, You started this and um, we've done our words in the past for the podcast, so it's time to do this year's word of the year. Um, and I like that it's actually, we've had some time to mm-hmm. um, be with it, and they're really powerful. And so yours is interiority, <laughs> which I'm only laughing because I'm like, <laughs> I remember when you told me about this, we were in Hawaii, yeah. and you told me about what word you wanted for the word of the year you were thinking about, and I'm like, <laughs> what's that mean? <laughs> Well, I didn't know what it meant either. So I was right there with you. Um, How did you pick it? How do you pick interiority? Sounds like um, an interior designer word. It actually does. I didn't even think of that. I mean, if I could have had my mind around it. But you're very artistic. But but this came through Instagram, through an Instagram story. Um, I follow... um, Someone called um, Being is Beautiful. I think that's her oh, yeah, handle. It is. It is. Yep. And um, Kylie. Or, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, she's amazing. And she has such, such light. I don't, I've never met her or anything. I just, I love what she shares on Instagram, her mm-hmm. words. I started following um, her recently myself. Yeah. Her healing journey. And she really dives deep into um, feeling and feeling in the body and in our wounds and in um, enlightenment and in the shadow light and dark and kind of all of these things. And literally she was working on, if I remember correctly, writing a book or, or a part of a course because she has a course that she, she does with her twin sister on, um, um, health coach. You can become a health coach. So, uh, anyway, so I was following her and it was on her stories and she was kind of had this diagram and it was going through all these things that we would feel all like into our bodies and things, whether they're triggers or just experiences, but like, you you know, you feel something from it. You have some sort of reaction Mm -hmm. and the center was interiority and it like links into interiority. And I was like, what is that? So interior is at the middle of the sort of expressions of the body. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like getting all the way to the core. It's, it's, a, the, it's saying core. the core. Okay. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's at least in that diagram when I watch it, that's what it was. And so I took a snapshot um, of her story because I knew it was going to be down. And I literally went into work that day and showed it to my mom. And I was like, I think I found my word. <laughs> and I said it to her and she was like, what does that mean? And I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't sure, but I looked it up in the dictionary and I mean, I could feel, I could actually feel what it was. And I understood from what she was describing, like how she was getting to it, but I really wanted to understand the definition of it. And it really is, um, our inner self. Mm -hmm. It's getting into our authentic inner self. It's the essence, our soul, are Mm. what we like were born with when we came here what we were before we were born but then we come into the human body so um it's i mean i'm I'm being pretty literal it's not soul but it's like like tapping into the essence of 
who we are. And so in order to do that, it has a little bit of a scientific form around interiority. And it's just really holding space to tap into your authentic self and be willing to be present with your experiences, feelings, emotions, consciousness, subconsciousness, triggers, relationships, mm. and being really okay. like holding space around that. And so when I, so when I heard that word, I thought, well, that's, that's right up my alley. And I wanted to advance this. So I thought that would really hold me accountable. And I thought it would really, because there are times where I can go into those spaces for my own inward journey that that I love. And I've been on this healing journey for quite some time, at least six <laughs> years, but, um, but I wanted to go deeper and I wanted to be more present with it. And I wanted something that had like the umph that would give me that it's hard to say a little bit. I actually need more structure. I'm mm -hmm. super flowy and fluid mm -hmm. and interiority offered me a little bit more depth and grounding and structure mm -hmm. to stay tuned in and ah. tapped into that work. This is where we're really opposite because I do so well. I like, I need to like have a format where it allows me to just like free flow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but what I'm feeling from like, or what it seems like I'm understanding about the word interiority, if I could maybe even explain it in the way that makes sense to me is that interiority is perhaps you said the word essence, but that's still kind of like a mm -hmm. magical word that mm -hmm. we don't really completely understand or, yeah. you know, it's not a, a really common one, like, Oh, that's your essence. Like, right. like, but so it's maybe just simply who you are before anything imprinted on you, you before your parents did anything, before any friends did anything to do, any partners did anything to do. It's you before all your wounds. It's like, so you, so like it, every trigger, every projection, every wound, every, every, every little thing that happens to us that's, that is undesirable is linked to the core, which is the interiority of, of it all. And so it's about getting to that, right? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Really about, connecting to your authentic self. Yeah. Like if you exactly. want to, so we don't use essence or soul, it's authentic self. Yeah. I feel it's a tool that supports you to, to, right. to say, I'm doing my interiority work to find and connect to my authentic self. And what is that? Because we're so mm -hmm. used to doing for others or how we're taught. Mm -hmm. And so finding, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are mm -hmm. beautiful things that we're get from, we get from all of our experiences too. There's dark stuff and there's light stuff, mm -hmm. but what do we hold on to that we feel expands us and catapults us? And what do we feel weighs us down or doesn't feel aligned? And it's mm -hmm. really hard to tune into that when mm -hmm. you don't know any better and you've been doing it for so long and it mm -hmm. just becomes so conditioned. So mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, that's well, what have you learned? Um, I have my voice. I, it's been really finding my voice and I can't, I couldn't use my voice in the way that I've been able to now until I did the true daily practice of my own interiority work, because then I'm, then I'm not speaking. So when we talk about feeling, right? Like always, like if I'm in my head and then I shut that down and then I feel from here and I speak from my heart, but it's um, really knowing my, my authentic self and being with her and feeling her and embodying her. And honestly, because it's, I kind of drop in and out pretty easily because I'm not as confident. I'm not as secure. I'm not as familiar. I'm not, um, I just haven't been with my authentic self my whole life, to be honest. When I was little, sure. 
But then as I kind of put more layers on or conditioned and, and judged myself and labeled myself, whatever those things are, I'd protect myself and I'd become a little bit more armored and a little bit more armored. And I'd act a certain way and be really polite and kind, Stacy and empathetic. But, but I, I kind of lost the, the free, um, fluid, just like her, her strength that, that I've always known, but I, I, I kind of tuned it out because I didn't feel worthy of having that, um, that really that innate strength, that power. Yeah. The power. I thought, honestly, you had to learn the power or you'd have to learn the confidence or you had to do these things to build it. And they're all real truths that you need to do those things as well. Mm -hmm. But when it's your authentic self, from my experience, it is truly like, it's not a learned thing. It, it, it is, it is there. And so when you connect from that um, space, then when you speak from that space, it is different. I mean, I can ask you that you've known me for how many years. So do you feel as I communicate that I'm communicating more clearly, or do you feel that I am stronger with my words? I don't know. I'm asking you're, uh, you're more direct and, um, you're also a little bit more confident to be free. Like I remember in the very beginning, like I used to try and get you to get drunk so often <laughs> and you would not. <laughs> I'm like, let go, man, just relax. Yeah, so it's sort of like having the confidence to just let go too, Yeah. right? As much as- Totally. You know, that, I think that was a thing too for you too, so. Oh, a thousand percent because of that perception. So I was very used to having this very, proper, mm -hmm. good intended. Mm -hmm. That's all real. That's mm -hmm. all there. But it what I had put on a disguise. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't be seen fully because mm -hmm. I didn't want to see myself fully. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can I even speak from my authentic self if I haven't been with my authentic self? Yeah. And how can I kind of take those shields off and be comfortable in the discomfort right. and be comfortable in the parts of myself that um, maybe that I labeled once that still have their unique quirks and embrace them and know that it's not about being perfect. It's actually loving our imperfections. Mm. And then we can connect with others in that way. And we're so much softer and more empathetic yeah. and open in that space. Yeah. And so kind of, as we talk about letting go when it's a valid point, when you bring that up, that how fluid I, I feel myself to be, there for sure in my teens and 20s um i was a lot more rigid and controlled mm -hmm. and a lot of that comes from codependency um to control my environment and control situations and be that people pleaser and be that perfect and not get you know mm -hmm. drunk and um allow myself in a space where so i can feel um safe and so i can feel i'm presenting myself and uh yeah so, so it's letting part of the mask it's part of yeah. the armor yeah. so you know as you get more to your authentic self you need less armor there's no planning there's no, no apologizing there's mm -hmm. no it's just kind of like you know which was like that first time that that we were at that party and you called the next day to apologize i'm like for what <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> um so yeah i think that that's you know yeah. when we have a deep insecurity we our ego uh flips it and projects deep like deep into the other direction right so if you you know you didn't want to let go you kept it really you 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 know you just 
there's like a cover up for it. It's the mm-hmm. mask to, to not go to the place that you're scared to go. Um, <clears throat> totally. That's the perfect so description of it. I think, I think what's important though with all this is that we can help unpack because this is, it kind of fast forwards the learning process, I think, because when mm-hmm. we started this journey, it's not like anyone was like, okay, so this is what, you know, these are some actual ways, or this is my experience for how I actually get to this place yeah. of knowing my authentic self. Instead, it was just like reading quotes, reading some books and like listening to some YouTube videos and like watching Super Soul Sunday. And all of a sudden you're just kind of like, I want to get more enlightened. I want to expand. And you're like, it was like, you know, you just like thrown into the abyss, but I think it could be really helpful to talk about what it, what, what we've done to get to know our authentic self. Mm -hmm. That's the tangible shit that people can do something. Yeah. Well, otherwise um, there are a lot of big words with I agree. And it's, it's get down to what, what can we do to support that? And right. it's definitely not where I sit around and I'm thinking I'm going to do into my interiority work. Today. Right, right, right. So I, I love that you always break this down. So people have tangible, um, action plans. Yeah. Um, so for me, it is getting quiet. It's being able to have space to connect with her to connect with my authentic self so it is for sure journaling it's hiking it's i I also allowing myself to do things that light me up like Mm -hmm. what where do i really feel Mm -hmm. in my authentic self without even being in the mind i'm just feeling it and for me it's nature i'm always Mm -hmm. there um when we're together and we're having these conversations and being super open and vulnerable Mm -hmm. um i feel seen and Mm -hmm. so surrounding myself by um, my loved ones that I love and I cherish, those support this type of work. It can also be, some people might not understand it and that's okay. And so that's where we can get clear to have some boundaries um, because this work does take some solo practice and it does mm. take community as well. So for me, therapy for sure has always been a part of my practice. Mm-hmm. Having someone that I can mm-hmm. talk to that can reflect back that actually isn't connected to anyone in my family or anyone in my life. They're just literally there holding that space. Um, and then, as you know, we talked about Dusty, but um, I've done some beautiful body work. I work with Adam and Elisa doing the soul work, which has been a lot of finding and mm-hmm. connecting to that higher self, like my soul and my voice, which also allows me to feel and be with my authentic self. Um, so all that work I've been doing for about six years, and then I continue to add on to it. Um, Sadie, you've done a lot of work with Sadie mm-hmm. Adams out in Venice beach. She's incredible. She does a lot of energetic work for me. It's, um, these are things that have helped me break down a lot of the, uh, the hard, hard armor I put on that I wasn't even aware of. I right. could say, Oh yeah, I put that up or I was trying to act or be a certain way, but the armor is so protected um, and you're just not aware you're doing it. So the layers just continue to come. The ego acts so much faster yeah. than the soul, right? Yeah. And so it's like constantly coming to coming into action before there's a chance for anything to be caught. So it's a, it's an effort. 
to yeah. get past the ego. It's, it's a huge effort. And also to be in that space and notice when your ego is coming into play and notice. So we've talked about fear before. And so fear for me, that's something Sadie taught me is to use fear as my teacher to, and fear for me always was for me to retreat, like in my turtle shell, like woo, you don't go into that, you know, you don't look at it um, and be with it. And that is a huge tool. And I know it's simple. It's not even an action. I mean, it's an action of us just being with a feeling and it's the fear and sitting with that. And so my first experience of fear is typically it'll go to like a triggered or a wounded space, maybe where it's coming from or an insecurity. Um, and I acknowledge that I just acknowledge it. And you can either journal this through or you now I'm at a space where I'm kind of like, I can feel it. And I see, oh, that's where that's coming from, from when I was younger or just being insecure. And then I go into the depths of it. And then I use the fear and I'm like, oh, I'm just being nervous how I'm going to look or if I fail or what people are going to think. And now I get to choose what do I do with that? Do I move forward or do I choose not to? But normally before I just would just shut it down. And typically now I always say so like just move forward, meaning like you just didn't participate in right. it or you just like withdrew. Yeah. Wow. Kind of like our slip and like, slide. I mean, I'm talking about oh, simple, yeah. simple things. Oh man, the slip and slide. That's a funny story. So our friend Steph had a slip and slide in her backyard for her boy. She has three boys and you run at it and you have your, you have your little tube and then slide on your belly, land in the pool. And you know, boys are ripping around. I grab the inner tube, like ready, ready, here we go. Oh. And you run up to the slip and slide of the first, it took a while to get moving. And then you run up yeah. to it and you stop at the beginning of the slip and slide. You're like, no, 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 I'm not going to go. Then you back up and you go again and then you end up getting it. But we're all, I mean, yeah. Like, and you, I think you were kind of like, you know, you were vulnerable enough to go there and show that you were like a little yeah. scared and to even just say you do it in the first place. But, um, but uh, what I also wanted to, wanted to make sure that you knew that day was that, not to feel bad. In fact, to feel like the brave one, because that was not hard for me. Yeah. You right? aced it. It was, well, I mean, it's beautiful. I don't know if I aced it, but I had no you problem it. doing it. So right. right. Meaning it was not hard for me. Yeah. So like, you're there feeling like, Oh my, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, no, no. that was hard for you. Like yeah. that was way more brave than what I did. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Cause I appreciate, cause you actually felt into me then and you know me so well. And you're like, I get that this is, Mm -hmm. This is a different level for Stacy mm -hmm. than it is for me. And that's mm -hmm. you just empathizing and just mm -hmm. really being in tune. Mm -hmm. And, and yet mm -hmm. it was so fun and it was so free. And mm -hmm. I mean, I literally, not only did I end up, you know, I ran, stopped, turned around because I felt like I didn't have enough speed to go. So then I redid it. And then I actually landed on the slip and slide and I got all the way to the end and I didn't make it in the pool. It's and that, okay. that was even more funny because it was actually being okay with that, you yeah. know, because my fear is not really what's going to happen on the slip and slide. It's like if I just make my, a complete fool of myself mm -hmm. and you want to know what I did and you all were cheering me on and it was fabulous. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But th um, those are but simple, simple things where I notice for myself um, really how I've altered who mm -hmm. I am and how mm -hmm. I, I am not being mm -hmm. authentic. And some it's, mm -hmm. I'm really unconscious to it. And the more um, attention I'm pay paying attention to, like the more space I'm holding around it for myself, the more I notice it mm -hmm. in little things. It can be big things, but it also can be little things. Mm -hmm. So there's a freedom that mm -hmm. comes. Well, it's when we um, can start to um, nurture 
those triggers and projections and start mm-hmm. to like get rid of them essentially, right? Like to be able to live with them and not be triggered and not project, we then make more space for love and empathy. And play and, and joy. Play and joy, exactly. And because yeah. you spend less time, less time protecting yourself. Yeah. Um, like by being triggered and then projecting mm-hmm. or protect, you know, or like not withdrawing or whatever it may be or causing a problem, whatever you're, whatever, whatever it is that you do. And you just have more room to see the other person for who they are instead of like you, instead mm-hmm. of it just being about you, like, oh, you made me feel like this. It's like, you didn't make nobody, nobody made you feel any one way. So then you just are seeing them. Yeah, you're exact. And that is such a gift because this is, doing our own work around finding our authentic selves, Mm -hmm. healing, Mm -hmm. um, self-love, all these terms, right. That are out there. It's so big because though it seems so much about us as individuals and energetically, it literally shifts everything around you. So our relationship has upgraded. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. all of my, my relationships Mm -hmm. with my family, with my husband, with our friends, as we go through this journey and we become more vulnerable and we feel more and we're more comfortable being goofy or saying things that we don't know how it's going to be received, but being there naturally, as you see me, you're like, oh, Stace, I actually see you more because you're, you're being, you can tell there's something that's not here. It's an energetic presence that from soul Mm -hmm. to soul Mm -hmm. that we're here Mm -hmm. and we're together. And so it's a really beautiful thing to see the upgrades that happens, not only for ourselves, but, but everyone around. And Mm -hmm. some people, some things also might fall aside. So some relationships will elevate and some um, might not. And that's also okay too. There's no room for, you know, as we get more connected to our authentic selves and we have more boundaries and we speak our voice more, um, it might not be aligned with people that we've always had, or some people might just need some space from it. It's just experiences that I've had for myself um, through this process. Like my Mm -hmm. sister and I um, have have a great relationship, but I do find that we are treading a little bit lighter. So we make sure that we can hear each other as we're in our own healing journeys And, um, we're both kind of working on feeling versus trying to understand. I know I am with her. And so that's an example of that. And just knowing that that love is, is always there, but it's okay to have a little space if needed. Yeah. While we're doing it. I think that, um, I think we do a lot of the same things when it comes to self-practice to create that awareness about who we are as our authentic self. Um, but I, I guess I would just like quite simply just state that I, I believe that relationships are necessary to help us to realize where our weaknesses are, Mm. AKA triggers and where we project and where we put our shield up, put our armor up. So relationships are an integral part of it. And that's why they say, especially like your partnership, like your, your husband or your wife or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, that usually is the, the most, um, beneficial partner to Mm -hmm. learning these things. Um, But I I would also say just from my experience is that I I think that um, 
you know, it can be done in partnership for sure, but it's going to take a little, I would say it might take a little longer and it's going to take some efforted um, solo time. Mm-hmm. So it's to you know, have someone show shine the light through being the mirror for you from being the person so, so that can help you recognize, you know, where you get triggered and when you project and um, but then to be able to you need the space. That's all I'm going to say is that you really need some solo time to be able to unpack it, to be able to know who you are, right? Like, I think that's the most important thing is you just know who you are, know what you like to do, know what you're willing to put up with, know what you what you deserve, know what um, your rhythms and patterns throughout the day are. Like, how do you like your day to even go? And, you know, you, you tend to, you know, become your more authentic self when you do those things more often and then mm-hmm. let that energy accelerate. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.